living the dream. Yeah, love with the life. This is not just a game. This is my life. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. Live from Koreatown. In 2019, folks, we're in the future. Can you believe it? It's the Ozone Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother, Terry Miller, also known as the Icons, as you hear in the song, also known as Trolling Terry. It's a new dawn. I got a new lease on life. And I'm going to tell you why I got a new lease on life. Because at this time, last week, ladies and gentlemen, I was curled up in the fetal position. I was in fetal position in a hotel room in New York City where I was fighting a bout of either an allergic reaction or stomach virus. And I am a 300-pound man that felt like the size of an ant. A very, very full, bloated, diuretic, vomitous ramp. Ant. It was bad. And uh, I was doing bad out there, guys. I really felt like 2019 was not my year. It was going the wrong way. And it wasn't just because I woke up and the Dodgers had lost the last two World Series. Now I'm back. Had to get my guts together to get my strength back to get back to Los Angeles, and I couldn't be happier about it. We're going to have some rain for the next week, so I'm going to be sports junkied out. But as of right now, what I can tell you is, is we have a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. We got boxing coming up. We got the hot stove finally heating up. Got a lot of callers who want to talk about baseball, but we're going to focus on one. Basketball, we need to know. There's some cancers in the league, apparently. Uh, but we also had a uh, – oh, our college sports analyst can't wait to get back on because his prediction came true. How many of you guys made some money off of Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers because of Do It For The Tipper? Who? Who? Was it you? Was it you? I don't know. But it wasn't me. But it should have been because I had the inside stuff. Now we're going to start the conversation off with the biggest sports of the weekend. And that, my friend, is the NFL playoffs. I really like Wild Card Weekend myself, but this weekend follows it. I actually like this more than the Super Bowl myself. The Wild Cards. <laughs> You're freaking wild. So yeah. I don't know. What? <laughs> Dude, come down. What are you? Yeah, I'm a wild card, brother. <laughs> you can't hold me and you can't predict what's going to happen. Sack for 15. <laughs> it's true. So, you know, I I like the Wild Card, but I don't love it. I mean, if you look at I the like wild- the second round, the second round is extra juicy. Yeah, but if you look at the wild card situation, what happened this go around was pretty interesting. Uh, I know I spoke to Trucker Dave offline, and he was a little upset at us because he wanted to get on to give his prediction because he felt like the Colts were going all the way to the he AFC champ- the, uh, the yeah to the to the championship game because he believes that they can beat the Chiefs, and he thought they were going to beat the Texans. He was right, and we'll see what happens after that. But. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest things that's going down, I'm still talking to people who think that the kid from the Bears missed the field goal. Yeah, then, you know, and we didn't ever go to the moon either. They've shown footage. <laughs> they've shown footage where the dude is tipping the ball. Well, and this is the issue. With several angles. But this is what I mean. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying that what are you saying? this is an example of how you can put out the correct information, but how dangerous a lie can be. Because it was Winston Churchill who said that the uh, a lie gets halfway around the world before the truth even gets a chance to put his pants on. Right. And and the thing is, is that everybody has gotten the word that that 
The dude kid missed it. He choked. He'd been missing all year. And you had all these rants from all these Chicago Bears fans cussing out everybody and him and South Florida, where he's from, and the whole song and dance. And when you saw the kid sitting at the locker room after that game, he was devastated as if, you know, it's like when you shoot a free throw, you know whether or not the free throw is going to be good immediately. Right, right. And you could see that the kid thought, I, I don't know. I mean, I have to take responsibility for it. But, uh, uh, you know, he looked like he felt like, oh, felt good. It looked good. And he couldn't figure it out. I think one of the problems was that he's done this like four times this year. So Of know, course. Of course that's a problem. The pattern. Well, the, and, and, and how he plays. And this is what I'm saying. But the problem is, is then the announcers, everybody just assumed that he tricked it off because of the, the pattern that he had established. At which point now – it feel it felt as though okay we got to get rid of this kid he cost us then the real information comes out from the NFL and they say hey actually it got tipped and they changed the stat but and that's got- why it that it, that's why it didn't miss by much but he shouldn't have missed it anyway i mean what are you talking about that's him the ball getting tipped isn't his fault but it it barely got tipped. I mean, we- what are you? <laughs> and that's like saying he barely got fouled, but he still missed the jumper. Yeah, but- he still got fouled. Yeah, but it- he, and the he barely of the ball. The trajectory not- of the ball was changed. influenced by the fact that you know. touched the ball. Why do you think it double doinked off the the post and the, the- with the double doink? Huh? Hey, double doink! Huh? Let me get a double doink with cheese. <laughs> Uh, hold the pastrami. Hey, you in a double doinker on me. Yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. Why Why else do you think that it was so close? I, it doesn't the take much. The first one, he went center cut. This one might have been center cut. No. When you when you touch the ball, Way it changes the trajectory. Terry, what are you, crazy? If you touch the Don't ball. Me, Terry, I'm the I got it. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I'm in character. <laughs> Come on. He's a character. Ladies and gentlemen, there may be a little bit of schizo action happening with my brother. I'm going to have to talk to him off stage if I can get to him off stage. Maybe when the mic goes off, it'll be Terry again. But, uh, but yeah, no, nah, man, when you touch the ball, it changes the trajectory. I, I don't care how little you touch it. And I just hate the fact that the kid has to wear this. Uh, but it's, again, it's kind of like a cry wolf situation because he missed those field goals, you know, earlier. It's hard to let him slide. Hard to let him slide. But um, with that, you know, there's one team that the Raiders have benefited that are still in the, in the, in the game. Two teams, as a matter of fact. And that's the Eagles and the Cowboys. I don't really personally feel I know Cowboy Kev. I have something different to say. Oh, we're gonna talk to Cowboy Kev. But I really don't. I feel like Nick Foles can beat the Saints. The Saints defense. Wow, is not that, not great. It's hard to beat who that at home. I went to it a is. game down there five years but ago for what? my Nick birthday. Foles won the Super Bowl. He just won the Super Bowl, <laughs> and he just won a big game he in Chicago. Big game in Chicago. That was hard. It, the Bears might be harder at home than anybody. You have to play against the elements, not even counting the defense. And you have to play against the Raiders. I mean, Khalil Mack. <laughs> right. You, you know, it's is the thing is that the get to the Raiders, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard it for a couple of years now. I've just been waiting for the Raiders to leave California to complete my divorce papers, and it seems like we may be in an accelerated position to do just that because now they're talking about and good for the city of Oakland. Good for Alameda County and good for the city of Oakland for not telling them to bounce. Yeah, for not renewing a one-year lease for them. Uh, you know what? F the Raiders if that's how they want to play. If they want to leave, bounce. You know, they should have thought of that logistically in advance. Wow, you're and upset. I am upset because I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching all these teams. All of a sudden, the Cowboys become relevant when they get Amari Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> who, the, who John Gruden act like couldn't even, should be shouldn't even lace up. Yeah. <laughs> And Khalil Mack changes the Bears overnight. Literally. I mean, he came and didn't even have any time to practice and almost beat the Packers at home. Yeah. 
That was really, really impressive. He, he couldn't even play. What? How many snaps did he play? He maybe 30, 40% of them? And was a factor. Yes. He changed. He's a game changer. He's a game changer. And I can't remember the guy that we traded to the the, uh, the Eagles. <laughs> I don't know how you got off track like that, though. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> because, you lost it. They because, lose it. because the nation in me. Alameda. I want to be committed. And they're not going to be a California team anymore, so I don't have any problems with that. So, <laughs> we got the Colts going up against the Chiefs. How do you feel about this game? I feel like the Chiefs are going to get them, especially an indoor team, going to the outside with the elements. And not only that, the Chiefs have firepower. Lots it, and lots of Lots of that firepower. When will Andy Reid choke? I don't think that. Is it this, is it this round or is I it next round? he might be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, he might not choke to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you think the Chiefs handle, can handle the Patriots and the, 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 the Chargers? The I don't know if the Chiefs can beat the Chargers. The Chiefs can beat the Chargers as well because all of these teams have to go to Kansas City now. Yep. Where's Brick? And we're talking about potential snow. It's 50% Yeah, chance well, the Chargers actually play great on, I was amazed. on the road. They, I don't think they've lost a game on the road, they said. They so play great on the road, and they play they, surprisingly good in cold. I'm okay, surprised. so I, I do believe the statistic is right now that the Chargers, have, they haven't lost a road game, and the New England Patriots haven't lost a home game. Oh, wow. So this is about to be the Battle of the Bulge. So Somebody you're going, give it up. So you're going with the Chiefs. Going with the Chiefs, only because... Firepower eventually would because it's an offensive league now, and the firepower would. Be, I'm going with the Colts. Yeah, it'll be too much for the Colts, I do believe, and especially I just have a problem with indoor teams go, going to play in the elements. It's, I hate it's it. a problem. And now Patriots, Chiefs, Patriots. Oh, if, Patriots. Sorry, no, I, I lied. Away, Patriots, we, Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> the Chargers can beat the. They can beat them, but will they beat them? Ooh. That's the tricky part because you go up taking a charge. World. I want to. I'm going with that. I'm gonna be a homer. You say you hear me? I'm gonna uh-huh. be a homer. I am. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna be a homer, and I'm gonna go with the Chargers. And it's just because I don't want the Patriots to go. Because even with a beat up team, an old quarterback, yada 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 yada, you know that the the world is going to skew and cheat for the Patriots. I don't know if they are. In some way. I mean, they sort of, people are sort of sour on them. But the Chargers are on a roll. And they're, they're coming. Yes, they have playing. a good team. They have a good they defense. A good they have a good running back, an above-average running back. They have an above-average quarterback. Yep. And those are what you need to win. The only thing is that this is the first first year coach, and I think that might help him because I think I don't think he's intimidated. Well, I don't even think it's an intimidation factor. He hasn't set a pattern or habits that Bill Belichick can, can study. Yeah, can study like that. Yeah. Know? Although I was very very disappointed. What he can study is the last six or seven minutes of that ball game against uh, against uh, uh, the Ravens. Because in that last six or seven minutes, the game like twenty three to three, yeah. and all of a sudden the game was tight. That's, it it, it went the wrong that, way. I think that's one of the reasons why with Melvin Gordon being hurt that they have a problem. Because once Melvin Gordon is, which he should be, even stronger this week, they can take the clock away a little bit more. Yeah, because they don't have a really Eckler is not that type of dominant. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. And 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 Gordon's been getting a lot of treatment these yeah. last seven days. So now you know, and you can't really game plan to stop Melvin Gordon. No, he's legit. And and that opens it up for your boy Big Gates. Yeah, well, Gates is a, is a no is no good. He had no good now. No, but he still he made some big catches last he Sunday. Did, but he he made the big catches to seal the games. But the one but that this is what I'm saying. It opened up for Gates Keenan, and Philip Willard. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously, yeah, I'm not I saying Gates is number I one anymore. The, I think that the 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 key would be Mike Williams this time. Mike will be. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Because, you know, Belichick is going to focus on taking away your number one asset. He can't really stop Melvin Gordon, so that's all about game planning. But I do believe that you can shut down Keenan Allen. So this brings in Mike Williams and all the other guys, you know. And so you like 
the Super Bowl champion looking to repeat Philadelphia Eagles over the Who Dat Nation. Yeah, but I don't think they can beat the Rams. I don't. I, I mean, we ain't got to the Rams yet. We gonna we got to call her wait. We go wait for the Rams. We go go that far. I don't think that they can. You know, it'll eventually catch up with them. But the Saints. I mean, yeah, the Saints defense is suspect, really suspect. You got Eli Apple out there who very, very suspect. I'm sure that they've studied footage. They're not going to break under pressure because they just won the Super Bowl. The Eagles believe. They believe. Now. You can see it. Never, Nick they Foles believe is, with Nick Foles. He I don't, they, so calm. They, they talk they, to him after they the game, after don't the big win. look like they believe with Carson Wentz. Right. The whole team, the offense and the defense. They don't. I think that what Nick Foles brings is that he spreads the ball around. He makes everybody a part of that team. He makes very smart football plays. You always hear about LeBron James making the right basketball right. play. Nick Foles seems to make the right football play. And then when you look at, uh, you know, Zach Ertz, Carson Wentz's whole offense centers around Zach Ertz pretty much. And Nick Foles does not. And, and yeah, and so you just He's another yeah. piece. That a great, a great yeah. weapon. So you're not going to get uh, – Zach Ertz is probably not going to have 15 targets. Yeah. That's big. I mean, because – I think keeping the ball out of Drew Brees' hands is what's big. And I think that the, that they have the ability to do that. I think that their coach is a very smart coach. And he's – Obviously. He's uh, – and, and, you know, but – And they're built for a shootout. I mean, with Nick Foles, they're built for a shootout. Carson Wentz, I'm not sure. Carson, I don't think you beat the Saints in a shootout. I think you beat the Saints by sh- by by slowing them down. Well, the, and Phil, making them play some sloppy football. Yeah, well, Philadelphia doesn't have defense either, so this is going to be a this is probably going to be a shootout. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. And then in the last game of the weekend, we have the home team, ladies and gentlemen. It's Ram time. Baby. <laughs> is it Ram time? That's what, that was in my notes. It's my notes Ram was: time. Is it Ram time? Question mark. That's yes, what I wanted to know. Is. Time. Or is it time for Cowboy Kev to come uh-huh. on the line? Cowboy Kev. Yes, I hear you. Oh, I hear okay. you. I hear you. I hear you, Icon. You don't want to hear me, though. There you go. There but you go. don't hear me, though. <laughs> I hear you, but I don't hear you, though. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that literally the Rams could, to, could, to knock them off, literally, if Ty Gurley touches the ball 20 to 25 times, you don't have a chance. I'm, I'm, I need 25 to 35 times. I do too, but I'm saying that McVay goes. This is, this when is they why lose. they lost this against is, the Falcons this last is year. why they lost against the Bears and anybody else. He had 11 carries against the Bears. But anytime McVay goes away from Todd Gurley, they lose. If you stay with Todd Gurley, you can't beat the Rams. The bottom line. Now let's just redo this call because now that you're on and now that you're on and we're all we're all loud and clear. I'd rather have the the Ozone listeners would rather have a clear cut call from Cowboy Kev. He's one of the fan favorites. And and I, I just want you to be able to state your point about the last nine weeks about what it is that the Cowboys were able to accomplish the last nine weeks. Right. Well. You know everything that you you guys have said. Uh, you know you question is is Jason Garrett the the right man for the job? Is you know Dak the right quarterback? Is you know Ezekiel Elliott? You know is is he as good of a uh, uh, rusher as as Gurley? Uh, the 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 defense. Uh, you know can they really can they really stop Gurley from the run? All of these questions, you know, have been going on for the last nine weeks you know the ever since the the titans game in in week five uh garrett's job has been on the line garrett and lenihan you know the play is call garrett's job really question. ever on the line though uh it, it but even if it is point, what does it yeah, matter when it, was, Jerry Jones it was it was make or break at that point but i think his his job is is very safe now which is you know uh not 
what what Cowboy Nation necessarily feels moving forward will be in the best interest. But I think for now he saved his job with the with the eight out of nine. Uh, and talk us again about has, let let the people know what you were saying. Let the people know what you were saying about the how trial how boy how how boy how boy how boy <laughs> how Cowboy Nation travels well. We could be looking at a semi home game for for the Cowboys. No, it's not semi. It's it's a home game. Oh, oh. It, L.A. He's disrespecting the city. Potentially, there could be more Cowboy fans in the stadium than there are Rams. No chance. That's that's that could easily happen. We we know the preseason game that happened. So you know, pre- it will definitely be fifty fifty. I heard no. I heard them predict that it's going to be thirty percent Cowboys. That's fans. that's what I saw. And I tell you what. L.A., as you know, is about winners. And right now, the Rams are winners. And that means everybody will go to the game. <laughs> now, if the Rams were losing, then I, I could ride with you. But we can't do it. Not now. No way. No how. If the Red Sox couldn't overpower Dodger fans and the Red Sox right. were the best team in baseball, I can't see the Cowboys overpowering Ram fans. This is very true. Well, you got to remember, L.A. didn't have a team not three years ago. So the L.A. Rams team you talk about, the it's a lot of fair weather. You of course. You're a diehard Rams fan, but you have always had Cowboy fans in L.A., not to mention Cowboy fans travel very well. Arizona, Frisco, wherever, they travel. Only thing, so the only I thing that I've seen the, the, the Cowboy fans have done is run up the ticket prices. Cowboy fans have ran the ticket prices through the roof. To go to a dusty stadium. This is what the Cowboy fans are going to be amazed by. Because the Cowboy fans, I've been down to Jerry World. And let me tell you, Cowboy Stadium is a like the eighth wonder of the world. It's a marvel. It's a beautiful place. I went to the Super Bowl down right. there with the Packers versus the Steelers. And uh, right. honestly... There's nothing. The Coliseum was built for like during World War One for for like Jesse Owens ran at the Coliseum, folks. Right. We're we're, we're talking about a historic place that has not been restored, and I think Cowboy fans yeah. fans are going to come and be very surprised, especially if it's raining. Now that's the factor we haven't spoken about, which is, is the potential is weather. And the Cowboys are an indoor team. It's supposed to be clear though. It's supposed to be clear by it's game time. It's probably going to be wet. Field's going to be wet. Right. Which I mean that ball going to be right. slippery. And uh, right. well, I won't be able to squeeze it. That, that I want to get back something that the icons mentioned as far as Gurley. If they stick to the run, obviously, yes, we know that Gurley potentially can take over the game. The question has always been with McVay, though, is, you know, you can tell they want to be a pass team. And so they forget about him. And potentially that could be a factor as well. What? And so not only do we defend the run well, I think we will be ready for for that, and we'll we'll focus on you know limiting to Gurley. But you also we have a, a running back who uh, you know is averaging you know, what 125 yards right now, and so and that's a know, problem. He's yeah, and they have to be reckoned with as well. Exactly. Now tell me this. No, but, but the what Cowboys I- loses Jason Garrett loses job, or is he secure now? I believe he's secure now. Uh, Do you want him back? That, you know, they were, no. I, <laughs> I, would, I would be safe to say most of, of Cowboy Nation doesn't want him back. Uh, you know, in the future, I think uh, him and Linehan, uh, you know, the offensive coordinator, go. they both they need to go. It's uh, it's time for some some you know a new face. 
and I don't know who that is or who that's going to be, but, um, you know, I believe the fact that they've been able to go on this run, uh, they actually won playoff game against, you know, solid Seattle team that uh, his job will ultimately be safe, which is disappointing, but uh, that that is the fact, I believe. I don't think that the, the Seattle uh, Seahawks are a measuring stick because Seattle is just a is a one man game. Is a one man game. And they run they run the ball, yeah. they pound the ball like that because they don't have anything else. That's all they can do, and they just try to play clock management. And Russell Wilson is probably the best quarterback in football. That's not true, they got they got two solid receivers in Lockett and, and Baldwin. I didn't think they went to him enough. When they did go to him, they scored quickly, but. They were committed to the run, which, you know. That's the game plan. But Doug Baldwin probably is a number two on most teams. Well, yeah, that that may be true. But with that team, he's capable of big plays at any time. But the thing that the Rams could do if it was my game plan. Or or, uh, special teams. If my game plan against the, 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 the Cowboys would be very simple. If I if we win the flip, you get the ball, you score, and then when you stop them at least once or twice, you you score, and now Ezekiel Elliott is out of the game, and they have to depend on Dak Prescott, well, and it won't happen. Dak Prescott missed. That's one thing that uh, is the Cowboys. The defense is like one or two first quarter uh, allowing points. They don't allow points first quarter. So a lot of teams that's going to be out. Get up on them yeah. early. Rams going to get on the board. <laughs> but, yeah, good luck with that. Rams going to get on the board, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm not denying that, but they will give up points too. We know their defense gives up points. They will give up a lot of points. So you telling me that so, the Dallas Cowboys can get in a shootout with the Rams? You saw how that ended for the Kansas City that's Chiefs. That's not what I said. No, I'm, I'm, but you sound like you're leaning that way. I don't even want nobody lean like that. That they can, no, they can have a shootout with the Rams. No, this Rams tie right what here. What I'm saying is, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't gonna be as easy to score as you talking. That's what I'm saying. Oh no, I don't think it that the game's gonna be, gonna be easy. easy. But, but you, you, another thing about Ty Gurley is that it, what makes him an be exception. A City game. Yeah, but the thing that makes it an exception for Ty Gurley is that he catches the ball. So not just running the ball, but catches yeah. the ball. And then when you go to right. the play action, it's too much. I mean, you have Brandon, you have elite receivers sure. out there. The, the Cowboys don't have elite receivers. You have Amari Cooper who's fallen off the map, and now you guys are in trouble. Beasley is hurt. You guys have to depend on who Gallup, well. Gallup, and uh, who's the other kid over there now. The the tight end is hurt as well, so they're all game time decisions. This is what you get when you get the wild when you get the wild card. You did, you know football more than any other sport. You really need less games than more games, <laughs> right? And you see it over and over. It's so hard for the wild card to get there. Everything you saying is if we were regular season, yeah. But we're talking playoffs. Playoffs is one game, <laughs> win or go home. But this is and everything that you do in the regular season, it's not so easy in the playoffs. And so everything that they've been comfortable doing, I don't think it will be as easy to get done. And you again, like I said, you're talking about a team that has not only momentum, but they have confidence. They've been tried week in and week out during these nine weeks. They got slapped in the face against uh, Indianapolis, who their uh, defense coordinator was a cowboy, you know, not long ago on the, on the Rodman early. So he knew all about the Cowboys. That was a wake-up call for them, again, after going on a five-game run. So all of these things that we're talking about, they've been tested week in and week out. So I'm saying their confidence, 
their momentum, the game will not be that easy. Why is it would they be why would they be so confident when they've only won like two playoff games in the last like two hundred years? Why are they so confident? Because it's the Cowboy Nation. <laughs> and we got the general online at Cowboy Camp. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Say it ain't so. This is icons, right? We 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 former athletes. We we thrive on this moment. You when, you're when, supposed when to. We're the underdogs and everybody you're talking supposed about to. the, I completely the other agree. man and they good and they the Yankees I and the history agree. and all of this and that. We we, we this is what we live for. This is what we want. But I don't to believe be the underdog to say we can't do this and we can't do that. That's that's how this team is coming into this game. But I don't believe and you they've guys been have like enough. that the last nine weeks. So they look forward to this challenge. <laughs> Let's get it out. Well, we're about to find out in about 30 hours, ladies and gentlemen. Cowboy Cam, we appreciate yeah. your time. We ain't going to take your whole day up. We know you got big moves hey. to make out there. But but we're going to get you back on probably on Monday or Tuesday show because we're going to have a lot to speak about one way or the other. We're going to have a lot yeah, to speak yeah, about. Yeah, Somebody's going to be wrong. One way or the other. <laughs> now, I one last piece. You're going to invite me back Monday with- <laughs> Is it Ram time or is it Cowboy time to swing? I'm not even worried yeah. about it. I'm not even worried about it. Now I got a, I got a question <laughs> for you, Cowboy Kev. Last last that? question on the way out. If the Cowboys do win, who do you want to see them play next round? Who are they better suited to play? Uh, he, he, I, I mean, I would be surprised if it wasn't the Saints. Um, obviously, you know Nick Foles and and Philly. You know, they're confident with him, but, you know, they're fortunate to, to win that Chicago game. I mean, I feel for the field goal kicker. That's, you know, that's his job. But uh, Well, see, but here you go. This is what I was talking about before you year. called. The, guy, the, the ball got tipped. The ball got tipped, which altered the trajectory, and everybody still is laying it on this kid like he choked. And this is terrible. Oh, I didn't. I didn't yes, see that. They, they, yeah. the way, they, I've the, heard that. The way that oh, they yeah. put it out is nowhere near as big as the way that it was. The narrative that they're selling. The narrative that they sold live. Yeah. But they didn't. Really? They knew, it was so yeah, hard I mean, to tell that he I mean, tipped yeah, the ball. They, they, a, a, a player on the Eagles clutched up, got way, way up, got a finger on, and it. got a got maybe two finger, finger and a half yeah. on the ball. Which is why when they talked to the kicker in his locker, he looked so surprised, more than devastated. Like you know, you know how it is. Like I was saying, I use the analogy when you shoot a free throw off your hand, you know the free right. throw is good or not. You right. Know? It's like when guys hit home right. runs; they know it's a bomb right. or not. You know, and so uh, it, this is this is what happened to this kid, and it's just terrible, man. I hate that they got him. They got yeah. you too. This is this, yeah. this is wild. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, no, I'm just saying, though, you know, sports, though, any, you know, that's one game, anything can happen. But I, I see when we win, we'll uh, you looking for who that potentially we'll be going we, right. We're, we're going. You looking to travel to who that? We we yeah we done we done fried up some uh, some Seahawks. We gonna candy these in, <laughs> and then we gonna put some of that new New, new Orleans, uh, you know, rule on it. That's a rule. You want to put them in the gumbo mix? Rule on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll get ready for uh for it. Look, I'm saying Andy or uh, uh I'm trying to think who's the other team. You like the Chargers? Uh, you like the Chargers? Or the I Patriots? think the, the Chargers. I'm, I'm I think Andy and the Chargers play for the uh, the AFC Championship. Wow. Well, there it is. Cowboy Kev, happy to have you. And uh, we will talk to you post-game and see how you feel. Yeah, it was good talking to you. Missed y'all, man. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
You are a family. <laughs> look forward to look forward to talking to you on Monday. In the Ozo. You saying it right now. <laughs> In the Ozo. <laughs> All right. <It's> icon. <laughs> I go. Oh, wow. Why does everybody want to see me wrong? Oh, man, I tell you, because you're trolling Tari. <laughs> and people want to see you fall, boy. But they are always disappointed because I'm usually right there. I'm telling you, the Rams could literally blow the Dallas Cowboys out. I, I They could. Because if you get behind with them and if he gives the ball to Ty Gurley, it's not tw- just 20 carries that I'm speaking on. I'm speaking on at least 20 touches. He has to touch the ball 20 times. You're saying whether it's in the air whether or on the ground. Whether it's in the air or on the ground. He's got to touch the ball. He's a game changer. No doubt about it. Running backs like him don't grow on trees. No. Nope. As nice as or the, Zeke. And yeah, Zeke is nice. I was going to say, as nice as Ezekiel Elliott is, he's not Todd Gurley. I mean, mm. it's just unbelievable that the Rams are sitting here with this kid, and this, and he's go. He's supposed to be 100%. Ooh, let's go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our football coverage. Uh, we now... It's time to give credit where credit is due. We had a caller call in all year. He's been about 65 to 70% right on all of his college picks. And usually, folks, when he's wrong, it's actually just out of the fact that he lets his his uh, personal feelings get in the way more so than his eyes. This is do it for the tipper. going to talk to him about that Clemson-Alabama game. What up, though? Do it for the tipper, also known as Dabo Sweeney's champs. Clemson Tigers, what you no good. What's happening? We just call it forty four sixteen. What's going on? <laughs> you know what? We don't even have any college. We don't even have any college football to talk about, and we're, it looks like we may be running long on the ozone today. The only thing I wanted to do was give you an opportunity to call in so that we could give you praise on air for your expert pick. Now you talked about a tight game. This turned out to be a blowout. What happened? What do you What do you think? What What was it that you saw? I remember before you were talking about strength of schedule, and you felt like Alabama had really gotten a skate. And and that Clemson had not. What is it that caused them to just get pounded? I believe that bull, the bully ball just just came into play once that Alabama, you know, they uh, Clemson got the pick six. It was just like a, a shock, and they just couldn't recover from that. Um, with Alabama, you know, not the inability to not stop Clemson on every single drive that takes a lot out of you, Jack. And, you know, Alabama's been doing, been able to do that all season. But having to come against these Clemson Dabo Sweeney Tigers, you know, Dabo had them kids ready and prepared that this stage is, is your time right now. And I believe like five of the Clemson defensive players are going, you know, for the draft. But with them scoring on every possession, getting the pick six, stopping, you know, the Alabama, you know, rushing attack. Pick six was big right off the rip. Right off the back was big, and I had so, I can't I, front. Tua showed backbone because Tua came right back out and was like, "Oh word, I'm over the top, over the top." <laughs> yeah, he he came back strong, Fade. which was a shot. But I I think that what Alabama was usually able to do when um, Tua played a, a damn good game, but usually Nick Saban would make the adjustments. And I think if he would have went with the young kid Jalen Hurts just after halftime, just to switch it up then Clemson would have had to make the adjustments, you know, towards that quarterback. But they still wouldn't have won because, you know, I called it at the beginning of the Ozone earlier this season that Clemson was going to win. So, 
Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's that's how it happened, man. You know, and now do you think all seen it? Now they're saying that they're saying that this was the first time this kid Tua has lost as a starter, but they're making it sound like it's the first time he's ever lost in his life, <laughs> right? <laughs> do you see the kid bouncing back? I think he's gonna go back. You know, he got a taste of the national championship. You know, last year. You know, we all know losing one is like, come on, man, you got a taste of it, and then you know you you got to go back. You know, it's his team now. He doesn't have no Jalen Hurts behind him or anything. Yeah, it's his team. This is his team. So, you know, do one more year, let Clemson, uh, the, the, the road tie, you know, give him some cheese and everything, and then get paid. Oh, they're going to pay the him. Cheese. They got to pay him and the family. <laughs> Too much money yeah. involved. They need him back. Need him back. And I think they have, you know, one of the top five recruiting classes again. So, Well, they're all going to have this be- crazy class. They're always going to have that. As long as Saban is able to keep putting kids in the pros. I mean, Saban came off so arrogant during the game. It just it was so evident. It seemed like the kind of guy you don't want to play for. I don't know him. He seemed or like he like was disrespected just because they scored and on that him. That was one of the things that we had <laughs> talked about, me and, and, and Icons. It was like it became the Nick Saban show. It wasn't Alabama. It wasn't about the kids. And you could see just the frustration he had on the sideline. Man, they went for a fourth and five fake field goal. Down, like, like oh, what are y'all down, doing? Down 18. What are you doing? Yeah. So th- that's Nick Saban's cause. Like, you know, okay, you need to recruit some kickers that can make field goals. Like, but still, you don't do that the way that they rolling. It's like, so it, 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 he got outcoached. And for this to be a future Hall of Fame, you know, coach, maybe he's getting too old in his craft, and maybe he needs to, you know, go elsewhere to to improve some of or, or to revamp some of his coaching st- uh, strategy. But that game, he was out coached, and you know, let the kids just go out there and play. I think it was a wake up call for him. Probably he probably will come yeah. back even stronger next year. But he just sometimes you just yeah. need to get punched in your mouth to recognize yeah. every time as an, as an athlete. Yeah. You know that's how they get you too. Is when you actually don't ever lose. This is if it, if it goes too long in your life and you never have that failure. This is how you become one a terrible person, but two you have that breakdown. Yeah, as an athlete, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well. Wanted to give you love. Do it for the tipper. We'll be coming back to you for college basketball because I saw a photo of this Zion Williamson kid that looked like it was photoshopped. The guy's head oh was at – man, this kid. Are you kidding me? So we'll, we'll be back to talk about him, but we're running long in the Ozone today. Wanted to give you a shout and give you your praise and uh, keep leading our Ozone leaders the right direction for them wins. Give it to me again before you before you sign off. I want to hear it again. I'm a champion, baby. 44 to 16, also known as do it for the tipper. BCS national champion. He called it from the word go. Wire to wire. He's been on Clemson, and you should have too. You would have got paid. Do it for the tipper. Woo. Thank you for your accomplishment. Right on. I appreciate y'all, Ozone, and I'm out. Have a good one. You too. <laughs> Ozone. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, we like to spread love. We like to spread love, and we like to talk about baseball. And it's time. It's time. <laughs> Finally. Um, the hot stove is heating up. There's a lot of about time. It's about time. Every year it's going deeper and deeper. And you just have to think that it has to do with the collection bargaining agreement, the collective bargaining agreement. This CBA doesn't seem to work for the players. It seems like a buyer's market, even though, I mean, we're talking major, major guys are out there. And ladies and gentlemen, the New York Yankees haven't been to the World Series in a decade. In Yankee talk, that's like, uh, that's like an 86-year drought. Right. And we have another caller who just uh, – Pam's son is on the line, folks. Pam's son is on the line, and he just can't wait to chomp at the bit to talk about the Yankees and to jump on Trolling Terry. Let's hear what he has to say. 
Hello? Is this Pam Sun live on the Ozone? <laughs> yes, it is. Sorry, yes, it is. <laughs> Yankee uh, fan extraordinaire, Yankee expertise live on the line. You're here with me, the big O, and your favorite, Trolling Terry. <laughs> and, and, Troll the fifth, and, Terry and the fifth place Terry. Yankees? <laughs> I told you. Hey, you guys got a hey, you guys got a diamond over there. You got DJ LeMayhew. That's big. Yeah, huge. Whatever. Super huge. I'm super excited. Super happy. Really? Yeah. You're not you're not happy with it? What did I tell you? Now when it broke this morning, I told him, I said, I guarantee you Yankee fans aren't excited. DJ wow. LeMayhew uh, nah. is a perennial batting average champion yeah. contender. He's he, the, the man can hit the baseball, and yes. he gives you a nice second base. Now, my question is this. It, I mean, I have to lay it on the CBA. Everybody wants to follow uh, uh, Pam's son. You can follow him at Pam's son. He gives his opinion all the time online on Twitter. Um, Which I don't agree with most of the time. But, you could, yeah, you can actually just lace, <laughs> lace down the icons timeline. You'll find, <laughs> you, you'll find Pam's son. But, uh, you know, it's just very interesting because what we were just talking about before you came on is, in general, not just with the Yankees, it seems like the CBA has guys not knowing where they're going in spring training, like all the way down to the spring wire. training. Yeah. Right. I, I I don't think I'm being over the top when I say this, but I think that we are experiencing an American labor issue. Like this is great. Just, this is why I wanted yeah. to speak to you because I saw you post something and you said something and I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I really want you to expand upon that, uh, expound upon that. And it's that potentially the system is broken. Lay it on us. Yeah, I mean, the, the system is broken. And this goes beyond just three guys talking about sports. This, is, this has become, like I said, an American labor issue. It is a multi-billion dollar company that is taking full advantage of their labor force. And the CBA is set up in a way where now all of these billionaire owners are allowed to pocket revenue at historical levels and not have that trickle down to their actual payroll or to the players in the labor force themselves. So um, they don't share. I, I'm not like a labor expert. I don't know everything about the CBA, but I think MLB CBA is different from, say, the NBA, where they yes. share percentages of the revenue. In the in, so, the, in right. the NBA, the players are basically team owners, right? They're they're like they're partners. partners. They're, they're with partners the with the you know they. It's recognized that they are the product, and it doesn't feel that right. way. It used to be like that in baseball, but it, it doesn't feel that way anymore at all. Baseball CBA right. feels a lot more like the NFL CBA, and the baseball the yes, union exactly. The union really exactly. messed up with that because there's no way that they should have this luxury tax. And I didn't never like the other teams feeding off of the teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers. And getting, I agree. Why should? What's the right. motivation? What's your motivation to better your team or your city or the organization if you can just reap benefits off of the Yankees and the Dodgers? Right. Right. And, and then the Yankees and the Dodgers got to pay extra money right. to subsidize you and your bum squad. <laughs> right. Right. And on top of that, not only that, but it also – rewards tanking it so sure does. are you making money like i don't really have to spend in the free agent market because there's no penalty for me being terrible every year i actually benefit from winning 50 games out of 162 every year i get to keep the money and um i can go on about my business and i can sell to my fans that we're rebuilding eternally the future eternally and it's okay because I'm going to sell you on this dream because supposedly – And I live in sunny San Diego. Right. 
Right. <laughs> and then you're going to say we're a small market. We're incapable of competing financially with the big, the big boys. When in fact, the entire league just brought in $10 billion in revenue this past year, 10 mm-hmm. billion, not million B billion. The highest ever. And, and it's even more absurd that as we go on, that attendance numbers don't really factor in anymore. I agree with because, that. Because they make all this TV money. So you don't you try to protest as a fan saying, I'm not going to go to these games. They don't They're care. like, oh, yeah? They already had- <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I already have this guaranteed TV money. I don't need you to buy the beer anymore because I have X amount of dollars. Right. That I you know what it is? The, the, your your live attendance, unless you are the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the handful of teams who who top two million uh, uh, a million to two million turnstiles, regardless of what their team does, in real life, uh, you're extras. You're extras in the team's movie. You're not a part of the team's movie. Right. It's ridiculous. Like I've complained. I'm obviously a Yankees fan, but <laughs> what they are doing and what the Dodgers are doing could not be more insulting. You you spent the last five years telling fans we're going to get under this luxury tax specifically to come to this free agent year so we could go after Machado, Machado Harper, Harper, exactly. And and neither team is going to sign those guys. Yeah, now they're, they're spending their money on Troy Tulowitzki, who's broken, and DJ LeMahieu. So and I'm not mad at DJ to make you, but I'm also completely with you what you're saying. The East Coast Rockies. You can't, now. Yeah. You, you, you can't you, now you're the East Coast Rockies. You can't, you can't right. tell the, you, you're lying. But see, but, but this is why I wanted to have you on for this specific episode to talk about the cool stove, because it's not really the hot stove. Well, it's know, because this is a microcosm of, just like you said, of American labor. This is a microcosm of the government being shut down. This is the microcosm of a bozo running the country who constantly lies and contradicts himself and says, no, I said they're going to pay for it, but I didn't mean they were going to write a check. I meant they were going to pay for it in the way that I pay for stuff, meaning I don't. (laughs) Right. But but then you're talking about being rewarding people for losing. Where did this happen? This is totally un-American. This this is un-American. You don't get rewarded for losing. A hundred percent. And I've, I've, I've been very reluctant to make that connection, at least on Twitter, because I, because it requires research to like back it up. So people aren't like, you're crazy, but all of this started happening or like accelerating when Trump went into office and it became like this big conversation about has and have not that this country has yet to address head on. So it's not only happening in baseball, but as we know, sports is a microcosm of society. Right. And it's happening in the larger country. It's this huge divide between has and have not. He, the, the government and the president has enabled these owners to blatantly just say, you know what, it's okay if I keep pocketing this money and not doing what my I'm, responsibility you, you, I'm, is. I'm fleecing. Fans. It's fleecing. That's what they're doing. Yes. A hundred percent. It's ridiculous. Like it's, it goes beyond just being mad that the Yankees didn't get Manny Machado. It's like a oh no no those, you're right. A hundred. I'm all the way with you. I couldn't agree with you. So more. now, what should the fans do then? See, that's the thing. I don't know because the other problem too that I think is a major part of this is that the baseball media is not talking about this. They're acting as if what these uh, and they're just a lot. They're a lot like the political media. They're enabling Trump and they're enabling these owners to get away with it because they're all like, they're all saying, well, this is great. This is smart. They're being efficient. Analytics is telling them that, you know, they should do this. And like, 
be more efficient with their safe, uh, with their um, spending. And this is so great, like great, great, great that they're pocketing the money. And not one of them have the balls to say, you know what? They're stealing money. And like you said, they're fleecing not only the players, but the fans. Like you, you need the media to be challenging this because I'm not, again, because of the attendance thing, not having as big of an impact. I don't know what fans do. Right. Yeah, you, like, I, the only thing I, that the, I don't know. The only thing the fans could do, which is pretty much not what we're going to do, is not watch the games. And we're going to watch. <laughs> and we're going to watch the games. You know, right? But it doesn't even matter if you watch the game, though. They have the money. That's the problem. You don't have to watch the game. They these are like guaranteed. No, no. He's saying he's saying in mass. He's yeah, saying in like mass. in mass. Oh, like a, oh, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, like a, like a full boycott, and it's not going to happen. That's why he's saying it, it, it. The only way that you can benefit, that you can actually have your voice heard. It, which is not going to happen is to to boycott and to do what we're doing now, which is actually advance the conversation. Because I think that a lot of people, and this is what the powers that be rely on, a lot of people are just going along and saying, well, this is a bunch of millionaires against a bunch of billionaires, and it has nothing to do with me. All I want to do is watch a guy go hit a, a, a 500-foot home run, and I don't really care what their their thing is. People aren't making the connection to your job at the factory or your job, you know, at at, at right. TSA or whatever, and how that actually is the same struggle. It's literally the same struggle. Like it's crazy that like the government shutdown is happening and this baseball thing is happening at the same time. Obviously, the furlough and all that stuff is is way worse, but the the same concept is at play here. It's I'm taking advantage of a system to make sure that I'm lining my pockets at your expense. Yeah. The true. same thing is happening. Like it's, it's very it's, basic. It's, it's actually very, it's, it's very basic. It's not even a complex scheme. And for once we have to agree. No, no. And, and it's blatant. It's blatant. Like they're not even hiding it. They're like hiding in the dark, in the, in the light, the plain sight. They're, they're hiding in plain sight. In, your, in plain sight. They're doing it right in front of all of us. Like the, the government shutdown, we all know what, what this is really about. And yep. this thing in baseball is the same thing. It's it's alarming. It's ridiculous. It's alarming. And, you know, and they're using words just like the Democrats and Republicans are in the middle of this argument and everything else, which are holding the nation hostage. But also in baseball, they're using Manny Machado's words against him to lowball him and to keep him into a state of him not being able to sign the maximum that he could be able to get the market demands for his talent. You know, I mean? I mean, it's unbelievable. And it's everybody's unbelievable. sitting around and acting yeah. like, well, you know what? He said he doesn't hustle. They sell that narrative and everybody jump right on board with it. Guess what? Guess well, what, what he does, does his numbers do? say? His number says that he's the best shortstop in baseball. <laughs> That's what his numbers exactly. say. Exactly. Yeah, but, exactly. He's going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> That's his numbers. Exactly. But we don't want to pay him now. We don't want to pay him. We don't want to pay him. The, the the two biggest markets, the elite teams, are trying to figure out how not to pay this guy. And it's, there's no reason not for them to there's not no pay reason him. to not they, pay him. They can't the justify job. that. No. There's no reason. He deserves more, than, more Bryce Harper. than Bryce Harper. <laughs> I was just going to say, because he doesn't have – if you look at Manny Machado's numbers, Manny Machado doesn't have up and down years. Oh, he was had a bad year. Manny Machado's bad year is 35 bombs and 280. Yeah. That's his bad year. Defense. With gold glove With defense. gold glove defense. All the way right. around the field. No, wherever you want it. Oh, he somebody has- got hurt at third? All right, I'm at third. We need short? I'm there. He has no holes. But they're right. trying – the only thing – the only hole that they have right now is to say that – he didn't run out of ground, uh, a, a line drive player, off the wall. Run off of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, man. That's not good enough. I, and and it's, it's even more ridiculous that the Dodgers have done zilch. 
None <laughs> like, of them. They haven't done Except anything. for get rid of players that they should have kept and kept players they should have got rid of. They just got I, Russell Martin to back just, today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just got into it the other day. I don't know if you saw it on my timeline. So I went back and forth with uh, Dodgers veteran uh, alumni uh, Jerry Harrison Jr. And Jerry's a great guy. And we had a conversation because I could see, and you know, but Jerry's a company man. And I could see that he was set up, he was setting up an argument uh, because he was trying to voice his opposition to the JT Real Muto trade because the Marlins said, well, you guys want Real Muto. We got to get Bellinger and somebody else. And he said, well, right. you know, you can't trade Bellinger. He's a 22 year old stud. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he, he, no, you know what he said? He said, he's a 22-year-old stud. He's one of the best athletes in the game. Why would I trade him for him? I said, because being a great athlete actually doesn't always translate into being a big, great baseball player. That's why it's a skill game. And what I've right. seen from Cody Bellinger is he's a guy that refuses to make adjustments because 38 bombs, 39 bombs, 35 bombs mean absolutely nothing to me when I need a well-placed single in the World right. Series. Or when you right. when you can't make contact and look like a little leaguer because now we're in the postseason and everybody remembers the footage of you on an off speed pitch, right? Right. Or you no, get I, a bad I, jump I, I, on the ball and you got to die for a ball that really should you, you get a spectacular play a jumbotron play on a ball that should have been a can of corn because you're playing out of position, <laughs> which which isn't even his fault to be honest. Right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And like, why did? And then they brought in Russell Martin. <laughs> right. And, 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 and this was the whole thing. Because they don't want to get JT Real Muto. They don't and, want and, but, but everybody in, in their mama is talking about how, well, no, you got this stud Ruiz down there, man. He's gonna he's the number one prospect in the in, in catching in baseball, blah, blah, blah. I'm so tired of everybody acting like prospects are the same as proven professional products right. in all sports. <laughs> right, right. The Raiders I just agree. ruined their organization. For prospects. And each They're not even and every, prospects. And each, They're college players. College players. And each and every single guy they got rid of is on a playoff team now because of them. Exactly. What are we saying? Why is I don't understand why they got rid of Grandal and then brought in Russell Martin. Right. Like what, You know what I think I think that I I'm gonna tell you the real though. I think the city Grandall got his pass yank from the city because oh, okay. that that Brewers thing. Now the more puzzling thing to me is <laughs> why the Brewers signed him. Why the Brewers signed him after seeing the right. worst series in baseball history by a catcher <laughs> it was right. terrible. Worse than Gary. Worse than Gary, and that's saying a lot because you know we're not the yeah, biggest Gary defense fan. Gary. He couldn't even catch the ball. He couldn't catch the ball. It looked like, like there's something wrong with his eyes. You're a catcher that can't catch the ball. There's yeah. a problem. And Gary can catch the ball. He can't catch the ball in action during the game. Right. But he can catch he can catch balls and strikes. I literally, right. I literally feel like you can move Gary yeah. Sanchez to first base. I don't think you can move Rob. Uh, no, 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 no. Right I think, I, but you know, and I, you have to see if he can bounce back confidence wise because that was devastating. He got to the point where he he couldn't make contact because he couldn't catch the ball. He really cost Clayton Kershaw. He sure did. He really cost cost him like big. But you were talking about yeah, catchers. Yeah, yeah. JT Real Muto is out there, and he they just re-signed him. They just he uh, so that he wouldn't go to arbitration. He just made five point nine million dollars. No dough, which is a giveaway from here. You going to tell me that I wouldn't give up prospects for probably the best catcher in baseball? Hold on a second. Right. Let's let's go back to the Yankees. Let's get back to the East Coast. Pam, son, tell me. Why in the world are Yankee fans mad at re-signing Zach Britton? Oh, I think that's only because of uh, David Robertson. Oh. I think 
David Robertson was really good. Fan favorite. Yankee. There's not enough room for both of them. But he was really good. I mean, he was really good. And no, I he was good. David, David Robinson was good. David Robinson has never been Zach Britton. No. Zach Britton was, oh, the, no, was the best pitcher point. in baseball yeah, a couple years ago. Years ago, he was the best that's pitcher. That's my point. I'm happy that they brought – I mean, that was the one guy outside of, like, the obvious big guys that I wanted them to bring back. And right. I think the only thing, too, is – we didn't see the best of Britain because he, no. he was coming back from the Achilles. He's hurt. So to me, yes. Yeah, he was hurt. So to me, I think that the, that was both of the two reasons why they weren't happy. Dog. Generally, when, when Zach Britton gets that heavy sinker back, forget about it. I would rather have him. I was just about to say you'd rather have him there than than uh, than Araldis. Yeah, he's yeah, unhittable. Right. Exactly. He's and literally unhittable. And the other thing, too, that this is actually a legitimate point. The Yankees' infield defense, at least before they got LeMahieu, is terrible. Yes. So everybody's like, well, this doesn't make sense because he doesn't strike as many guys out and he has a sinker where it's like the ground balls and there's nobody on the infield outside of Didi. Yeah, but I can't. Torres, when he's like focused, that can catch the ball. Yeah, I, like, I, I still I, rather have Britain. Yeah, I was about to like, say I can't. I can't punish Zach Britton because <laughs> because, because Brian Cashman refuses to to go sign Manny Machado. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And the other thing too is okay. So we keep talking about Machado, and I I, I always wanted Manny Machado. I think he like fits in perfectly with the team. Like you can do, you can move Andujar to first. You can do whatever with Andujar. I wouldn't trade him, but I would have both. Of them. I, I wouldn't. Anyway. I don't want to trade him. I agree. He's I got a lot of talent. Either. But you have to but get rid of Greg is, Bird, huh? Oh yeah, Greg Bird's whatever. But the 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 bigger issue to me that's going to pop up that they have not addressed at all is that they have a thirty five year old left fielder and they're not going after Bryce Harper. Like Brett Gardner is not a starter <laughs> anymore. Right, it's not and a starter, man. Like. I mean, Bryce Harper is a hole in left field. Right. There's a hole in left field. They they brought Gardy back for less money, and I guess he's a starter, and they are not going after Bryce, it seems like, which right. makes no sense. Bryce Harper in Yankee Stadium. Uh, is, it, is, the, is, is the biggest slam dunk. It's, it is the biggest slam dunk in sports hit, history. 56 bombs up yeah. out there. Yeah, he might hit 60 bombs. Might in that lineup, are yeah. you crazy? Yeah. He hits 50 bombs. Crazy? He hits 50 bombs in Yankee Stadium with any lineup, with yeah. no protection, yeah. with pop-ups. Yes. But right. when, when you're talking about with that lineup, if you sandwich Harper in between Stanton and Judge, <laughs> you lost your mind. But honestly, right. and, and on top of that, so you have this hole in left field with a 35-year-old that clearly cannot be a starter anymore. And we've seen two years now where Judge has gotten hurt, and the team is not the same without they Judge. They sure aren't. How do you not sure not, not get another guy? How do you not get another elite guy who's 26 who makes sure that you're okay if Judge gets hurt again? Like, well, Somebody's yeah, gonna I'm get hurt. You know that. That's just that's just yeah. part of the course. Well, and the thing of it is, is yeah. that Judge is a five tooler. So, sure is. so you need off. to you need to replace him with another five tooler, which would be Manny Machado. Bryce Harper is not a five tool player because he really doesn't hit for average like that. Manny Machado does everything, and he hits for right, average. But, but let's let's just be serious. This is the New York Yankees we're talking about. Yeah, I know, right? They can sign them both, and they're on a budget now. Yeah, <laughs> All of a sudden, the Yankees are on a budget. Exactly. The Yankees are on a budget. They're in the, they're in the child line. If you get if if I was if if the boss was still there if George Steinbrenner was still crazy? there Sign let me up. tell you something you would see the greatest team in baseball history you would. <laughs> yeah they would have the greatest team in baseball history they'd figure out a way but instead the Philadelphia Phillies are going to end up with them I, if I was the Phillies I'm learning man I, I sign them both I, I just they, they already so talked about I. how how they're they're talking about stupid money what do you need you need three fifty I got three fifty I got you. 
I just right. we just made ten and billion dollars last year. Give the man his money. And the thing with the Yankees is they went under the luxury tax. They're under the they're under the tax. tax. Okay, and then another side note, I wanted to tell you, I ran into the big fella on the plane the other day. And uh, ran into Mike Stanton, uh, Giancarlo, the other day, flying back from Miami. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. Oh, and, nice. and I was telling him, I said, I, I, you know, it's not his move, obviously. But I said, I don't understand, man. Why don't you guys go get Madison Bumgarner? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, you, talk about, you talk about plugging up a hole, and you talk about a guy who's ready for prime time. Man, if the Yankees go get Madison Bumgarner, and then you got Lou Severino right behind him, and then you still got Ace in the back. Thank God that CC's got his heart and everything back together. We spoke about that last right. week. Um, you got a problem on your hand because when you come, when it's time to face the Red Sox or anybody else, when the lights come on, that's the guy you want with the baseball. He's one of the best pitchers in postseason yes, history. Yes, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what the Yankees have been doing. <laughs> 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 We finally got the confession. I love it. I got it. I'm going to replay this over and over and over. No, for real. I mean, yeah. I tweeted it. I said it. I said it. Like, I went through every move. I do like the James Paxton move. If he's healthy, he's nasty. Yeah, so James I'm Paxton is that. nasty. But I, in Britain, but I, I two of whiskey? I don't understand Tulo. I don't understand Tulo. I don't understand Tulo as a signing. Not even as a backup, to be honest. No. And you know, you, I'd rather play back I'd rather play, play around with one of the kids. Yeah, and right. I think that they're going to do in left field. Years. Yeah, you guys are going to bring that I mean, kid up to play in left field. No, they're going to bring Guardy up. <laughs> Guardy's no, going to play left field. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, I just can't believe that. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> I mean, they let Jed Lowry go to the Mets. Yep. Jed Lowry is nasty. I, I just don't yeah, understand yeah. what they're doing. Jed Lowry's like ball player. Yes, solid. Yeah, like he's solid. He's, only only I mean, thing ever happened to him is he got hurt. Yeah. For a while. Right. I, I just don't I, I don't understand outside of Paxton and Britain, they didn't sign Corbin, they brought Hat back. Like, what are you doing? Well, this is what I think though. This is what I think. I think we're all seeing something premature right now because of the CBA and everything that we aforementioned. I think that it's gonna come down to the wire, and I think that the big dogs are gonna prevail. I really do. And on the on the sneak though. Who's making serious moves are the Washington Nationals. I like what yes, the Nationals are doing. Yes. So you don't do you don't care for him. I don't really because no, I, I like him. I no, no, no. I'm the icons. The icons gave me the eye roll. He just he just smacked oh, some. He did? Yeah, he just he just they gave always, me a human beatbox. They, they always underachieve. <laughs> 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 they always underachieve. Always. They had Bryce Harper. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Come on, man. I agree. Daniel Murphy. And a Bryce Harper and a crazy pitching staff and a crazy pitching staff and you can't win. So those moves that they made, I laid that on Dusty Baker's feet though. Not last year, they, oh, they not last year, not last year. Come on, man, they they can't get it done. They need to. They made a that push in the second half. You got Soto over there. I mean, got arguably the best pitcher in baseball for the past five come on. years. <laughs> and yeah, and now right. you can't, but you can't win. There's a problem there. There's something there that it doesn't seem like something you, isn't sinking. Yeah, something's right? not right. So either way, they I don't know who they and they refuse to close a game. <laughs> right. They just they refuse to go get a top line closer. Especially if Zach Britton right. is out there. If Zach Britton is available, the Nationals need to get Zach Britton. Dave they, Robertson? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I agree. Man. I agree. So I don't I don't really buy into the Nationals. Pam son, you got anything else to get off your chest? We're about a, a five hour show at this point. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I think we covered a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, enjoy. I saw on your timeline you're, you're enjoying my beautiful state of California. I hope you get out before the rain hits, and uh, I hope your Bulls put out a good showing tonight. 
Oh, uh, they won't, but it's okay. I'll see them more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Good to hear from you. Travel safe. Peace. All right, thanks, man. <laughs> oh, good old Pam, son, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Always good to have people in in various places, various cities across the board. Gonna move on. We had a big, big announcement. Uh, big announcement the other day, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, Andy Murray says Wimbledon champion, first English British Wimbledon champion in almost a hundred years, said that the Australian Open may be his last tournament. Said he wants to play until Wimbledon this year and retire there on the, on at home. But he doesn't know if he's going to be able to make it because that hip is just too Supposed much. Supposed to be screaming. I believe it. I believe I've had that too. bum hip. It's, oh, it's hard to walk, too. let alone play a sport. Oh, my goodness. The clicking of the hip. It's all bad. Especially if you're doing a, um, an explosion sport. Yep. And I feel bad for him because in the sense that he just – I felt like he just finally peaked. He finally reached his peak around that Wimbledon that he won. And then he started to get hurt shortly after that. Like, you never got to see peak Andy Murray. You got to see peak Andy Murray physically, but you never got to see peak Andy Murray uh, where he figured the game out and physically for a long time. I, I hate that. But I am excited for the Australian Open that's about to start. And uh, and I hope he has a, you know, I hope he has a good go. Uh, also, you know, we, we skipped over. I wanted to talk about, you want to know who's somebody that the world hates? The world hates Ray Lewis. <laughs> All right. They hate Ray Lewis. I was on a plane during that game last week, and I was looking on Twitter. I had Wi-Fi. I was looking on Twitter. When Ray Lewis came out and did the Ray Lewis dance to start the the the, the game, everybody and their mom turned on him. I'm talking like 100,000 tweets against Ray Lewis. Yeah. The th- and then they turned against the Ravens. Well, you know what? And one of the things that Ray Lewis was found not guilty of murder, but yeah. he, but in the public side, he still, he still uh, did it. Yeah. It's like he an OJ scenario. Yeah. And so he's never really been able to get past that. No. And, then two, and he didn't go hide. No. And and not only that, he won't get out of the light. You know, no, just, he needs it still. Yeah, he still He acts it. like he's still on the defense. Right, and you're not on the defense. It sucks, Steve. It's tough. It's, it's, it's T-Sizzle's team. T-Sizzle. I mean, so you need to step back. Let the and play. he's capable. Yeah, and let the Ravens breathe. And not bring all that bad, them bad vibes out there. It didn't. It, that's what it was. A little bad juju. So I, I wanted to bring that out in the news and notes section. And what about Sloan? Sloan, um, uh, your boy Popovich just passed Sloan. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Congrats to Pop. Still, arguably the greatest coach in uh, sports right He's now. Almost there. He almost has the the winning its record. What is he number four now? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Um, and you know what? We got a we got that kid, the super top prospect, Devin Haney, boxing tonight on Showbox. I'm really excited to see him fight. And there's a lot of guys in boxing that have to decide where they're going now that HBO boxing has ended. Uh, you got you got that kid Baval. You still got a Triple G. Excuse me. There's a lot of guys that are yet to be determined. So I'm hoping we get the best fights in 2019. I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but one of the best fights that's coming up is Earl Spence versus Mikey Garcia. And although You've heard me say several times, I don't know why Mikey would want to fight Earl Spence as opposed to fighting like a Lomachenko. He's doing it. The fight is on. He's moving up in weight. And one of the things that he's doing to move up in weight is work with Victor Conti of Balco fame. Wow. This is a really serious surprise to me. I want to see how you felt about it because Victor Conti went to prison behind sports doping and X, Y, and Z, but he never stepped away from sports. 
Yeah, well, obviously he knows what he's doing. As far he knows as what he's doing. No, so I'm I'm not mad at him. Especially as many guys are testing dirty now, you can get a guy who's an expert in this field, probably can get you the right way, get you prepared the right way, get the right amount of dosage or whatever you need to do to be able to get up there and thump World Spence. Yeah. And he's going to have to do whatever. And he's getting tested. It's not like he's not, yeah. you know, yeah, Mike's not, not a dirty fighter at all. He's not a, he's fundamentally sound. He's probably one of the most fundamentally sound and fighters. It's great to watch. Uh-huh. In all of boxing, I don't. Feel, I don't see a problem with Conte doing his thing. I mean, Conte we went dirty with baseball, but I mean, what can you do? No, no, he has the knowledge. It doesn't mean that he's yeah. just full blown dirty all the time, right? Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's going to be a serious match. I I don't know how he would be able to win that fight. I think it would be one of the biggest upsets of all time. But you know, I'm really blown away by how Earl Spence really doesn't get the credit that he's supposed to. Me too. On the pound for pound list, yeah. on uh, I man, he has a hard time getting fights. And nobody, everybody swears that he doesn't. I mean, come on, man. The dude's a, he's an animal. Miller. Man. Man, you're an animal. Well, we got Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner next week. We'll talk about that. Uh, you got anything else? No. Do you want to speak on that Floyd situation? But remember, everybody was on Floyd for taking that $9 million. You know what? And I have to agree with Floyd this time. This time, I'm all the way with him. <laughs> Go beat up that little dude. Looked like the little dude woke him up with a punch when he he was joking around when he came out, and then yeah. little dude decided to touch his glove, and he's like, "Maybe get this little dude out of here." <laughs> Knock tension out. Now everybody in the world want to fight tension, right? Conor McGregor want to fight tension. <laughs> Chris Cyborg talking about how she want to fight tension, and tension knock her out. I don't know. I don't think she said she want to fight oh, tension. Okay. I think she, on the card. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Cyborg but, just lost her match. Yeah, that man of New Year's is top dog. And, uh, yeah, and now I saw something that I hope isn't true about Roy Jones fighting Anderson Silva. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. I hope it's not true. Um, and We're going on a geriatric tour? I hope not. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I don't know about all that. But, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with Mayweather on this one. Get your cheese. Keep doing exhibitions. Don't come back and fight. Why? Unless you desperately need the money, which I hope isn't the case. Uh, I hate to see older guys fighting. You know, right. it's hard enough to see young guys fighting, and you know, you see a guy even like Adonis Stevenson should should have wrapped it up sooner. Thank God he's, he's healing up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is your first full edition of the Ozone in 2019. We're glad you're rocking with us. We're going to leave you with a quote from Ernest Hemingway, and it is: "There's nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self." Check yourselves in the mirror, folks. You got to help yourself get right before you can help anybody else, in my mind. Because a lot of people giving advice, especially on the Internet, that don't know anything about anything. (laughs) I'm your host, Omar Miller. This is The Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights.